Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of my new podcast, Never Work a Day. Today I interview my brother, Aiden Gibney. Super excited for you guys to hear everything that he has to say. Tune in every single Monday for new episodes with really cool, really inspiring people. Enjoy. Welcome to Never Work a Day podcast with Kelly Gibney. We have our first guest, my brother, Aiden Gibney. Aiden, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Why are you here? Well, um, hi, my name is Aiden. Um, why am I here? Well, basically, <laughs> Kelly came to me and said, hey, look, I want to make a podcast about people who do things that are not really um, conventional in life, I, I guess. So way to put it. So I am here to, I guess, give you a rundown of, of how my life hasn't necessarily been conventional uh, in a regular person's mind. <laughs> so so for those who are listening, Aiden is a choreographer, videographer, photographer. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. Um, filmmaker. Um, I don't really like to put, I guess I don't really like to put a label on like what you are, what I am. Cause in, in, in reality, I am just an artist mm-hmm. uh, at the core. Uh, and that means that everything I do is done with the intention of being an artist. Um, that can be photography, that can be a video, that can be dance. Um, but a lot of times it ends up being different things that I don't actually foresee happening until it just actually happens. So Dip my hands in the, in uh dip my feet in, in like a little bit of everything art wise. Many different pots. Yeah. So, how did you start off, in a situation where you knew that you wanted to pursue a more creative career? What what brought you to this place? Yeah. So I mean, I started dancing when I was like nine, eight or nine. Um, that was kind of my introduction to art. And who got who who yeah. got you into dance? That was you, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. She did. I went to a dance convention, and I uh, it was new to me. I was just visiting the dance convention to watch watch Kelly dance, and I saw it, and something caught my attention. Don't really remember what, to be honest, but I said after that, "Hey, I want to try dancing," and so I did, and uh, you know, danced throughout my whole entire childhood, essentially. Uh, from age eight on, I spent a lot of my time after school dancing, uh, doing all, all kinds of dance from, you know, taking ballet class two to three times a week to tap, hip hop, jazz, a lot of conventional dance styles, um, just getting my, you know, training, training down and, and spent many, many, many years, uh, learning, learning a lot about dance in different industries within the dance world as well. And that kind of like opened my mind a little bit to the different things there are out there. I grew up in a town that I guess was very focused on the idea of conventional living and um, traveling all the time as a kid kind of helped me see more than than what a lot of people around me saw. You don't just have to go to college and then get a job on Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, I guess. And, I mean, and, and yeah. it wasn't even like, at that point in time, it wasn't even about school. It was just about, um, like, activities. Like, everybody else was playing sports, and I was dancing. Um, and, 
you know, I learned that sports weren't the only thing you could be doing after school. <laughs> I didn't learn that. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I quickly grew into it and I quickly put more and more time into it and, uh, essentially started to realize that not only was dance an option, but there's other forms of art out there as well. Um, and that for me started with photography. Um, one day I decided to pick up my younger sister's camera. How old were you? I was, Do you remember? I, I think I was like 14, 15. Okay. I just decided to pick it up. I don't know what drove me to, to be honest. I think I was just like looking for something new to indulge myself in. And I picked up that camera and like, I don't know what it was, but I fell in love with it pretty quickly. The idea of creating something, creating something that represents my view of reality, I, I guess, is like a good way to put it. Um, and that was therapy for me pretty quickly. Um, so I ran with it. Um, and over time I learned that I could actually make money off of it and support myself with it. Um, many, like I, it took many years to get to the point where I was able to do so. But the main thing that I take away from it was what it taught me in the sense of believing that I can do anything. So I, I learned not only was it photography, but there was video and there was graphic design and, there, and there's a million forms of visual arts. And there's also a million forms of different arts, such as music or such as painting, such as, you know, podcast making. Like, yeah, yeah. like there there is a million different forms of art. And I was able to learn that all because of dance. Um, and, and that kind of just jump started my life in, in general. So, so. Do you want to talk a little bit about your path? So you got into this stuff at a pretty young age. And then when did you decide that you wanted to pursue this professionally and really kind of put all of your time and energy into curating your craft? Yeah. I mean, so I, I guess like the, the turning point for me was when someone finally uh showed me that I was capable. And what I mean by that is the day that someone I looked up to told me that I was good <laughs> was like a turning point for me in my life. And for Matt, for me, that was uh, this guy named Ian Eastwood. He's a amazing choreographer uh, who I, who I looked up to a lot uh, when I was starting to dance. And, and, you know, one day he decided to tell me that he wanted to work with me and, and, you know, regardless of of how that ended up happening, the point is he told me that he wanted to work with me. And in that moment, I said to myself, wait, I actually, like, could do this. Yeah. Like, finally someone believed in me. Yeah. Right? And, and I finally realized that I could believe in myself as well. Mm. Um, you know, who that person was or how that person came into my life, I, that's irrelevant. The point is someone finally said, look... I believe in you. Yeah. And for me, that was a turning point because I now realized I can actually do something with this uh, pretty quickly. I, I realized, wait, like there's more to this than just a hobby. Yeah. Like there's, there's way more to this than just a hobby. And that translated into every single art form that I pursued. Uh, it wasn't just dance. So pretty quickly after that, that one instance, that one moment in time, I decided to devout all of my, energy into making sure this became a reality. Um, I guess at the time I didn't really have an idea of where I wanted to end up. I just knew that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to be an artist in general. And so I decided 
okay, let's uh, let's try something different. So I decided to ask my parents to leave school and do online school instead. So crazy. <laughs> and the decision to do that uh, <laughs> came from a couple things. And the main thing was that I wanted more time to try my own things. I was tired of spending so much time doing things for other people. Going to school literally just felt like I was doing things for other people. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, do you agree with school? Do you think school is an important, I, an important part of childhood? Uh, well, yes. I think structure <laughs> is very important, uh, especially learning hierarchy and learning learning the idea of respecting those who uh, have more experience That's than you. That's a fair point. Have more experience than you. Because yeah. I think, it, well, for one, to me, school is a good example of uh, the idea of experience is the most important learning tool. Mm -hmm. um, the people that, you know, like go to school for many years earn experience. And it's not that I disagree with the idea of going to school because I think it's, it's very important for those that want to pursue a path is, that is involves learning, that experience. Is learning math important? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Yeah, yes, actually, I do yeah, genuinely 100%. believe learning math is very important. I, I definitely um, think we can maybe restructure the way we're, <laughs> we're teaching people math. Fair enough. For example, I'm not sure, I'm not sure like how important algebra or like in advanced algebra is going to be in my, in my future, but probably, you probably won't use it often. Yes, but okay, but here's where here's math where, for taxes. Yes. So, so here's where like I have an opinion that I actually don't voice very often. Oh, let's hear um, it. Is like so many people, especially my age, complain all the time about how stupid math is or how stupid learning about history in school is or how stupid learning about yeah. different subjects in school Yo, is. Yo, I love and, history. And my, my point is um, it's not about learning the actual subject, but it's about training your brain to problem solve. It's yeah, about, it's and also about, consistency, I it, think. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if you don't go learn math in school, yeah, you might not understand math, but what you also won't understand, won't understand is the idea of problem solving in the way that you do learn in math. Yeah. And that's one skill that you'll never get unless you actually learn how to do math. Yeah, if you have A and B, how do you get to C? Yeah. yeah. And so that, like going to school, helped a lot for me with learning how to problem solve. Uh, but there came a time where I essentially understood that now I can actually learn the rest on my own. Yeah. And so I did. I said, look, I'm going to learn the rest on my own. Um, and that's <laughs> what I did. And it, it took yeah. a lot of convincing to convince my parents and to convince the people a around and me. And me. As, as an academic, I was... I thought you were crazy. Yeah, like the <laughs> idea of not going to school, especially in the town we grew up in, just wasn't very uh, normal. And so pretty not quickly, a lot of people were like, oh, look, Aiden just dropped out of school. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, that's actually not what happened at all. I just decided to go on to a path that gave me more responsibility. And for the first couple of years, you were still doing online schooling. So you were still technically enrolled in classes. You got your high school degree. Yeah. But then when it, when it came time that everyone around you in your grade was applying for college, kind of like, what was that experience like for you where you were like, I, this is not what I want to do? And well, so for me, I actually wanted to go to school my whole life. I wanted to go to college. Yeah, well, you're so freaking smart. You were telling <laughs> me what I was doing wrong in my SAT problems when I was a sophomore in high school and you were in seventh grade. Just, well, just dumb. That's besides <laughs> the point. But, <laughs> but like... I always wanted to go to school. My dream school was MIT. 
I wanted I to be a, I wanted to be a software engineer. I wanted to, uh, you know, code for a living. <laughs> now, I still actually have that interest. That, that interest never went away. But I also realized I don't need to learn that at MIT. I can learn it on my own. On the internet. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I'm not like... <laughs> I'm not like uh, dismissing the idea that if I go to MIT, I'm going to learn way more than I would on my own because if I went to MIT, I'd probably be very efficient when it comes to programming. Um, You'd also have exposure to professors and exactly. individuals in the field that yeah. can the, be considered the, invaluable. Exactly. And, and then the point is not that school is not valuable. The point is for me at that moment, going to college didn't make any sense. Yeah, that's fair. Because I was on the up. You know what I mean? Like I was on an uptrend. And if I went to college, I basically would have taken myself out of all that momentum I had. And I would have taken myself out of it for four years. And that made no sense to me because I was working on so many things that were going so well. So why in the world would I drop it all in that moment? Yeah. And so you know, everyone around me was going to school and everybody around me was telling me, oh, you're not going to school? What the heck? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to New York City and I'm going to pursue what I love. And it was literally that vague because I didn't know what I was going to pursue. Did you kind of give your, like, in your mind, did you give yourself a timeline where you were like, if I'm not, if if this isn't working out for me, because I, I know like those around you may have given you a timeline. Like if this isn't working out for me in a year, are you going to go back and reconsider? Yeah. So this is funny because I think this is one of my biggest flaws actually. Oh. Is I literally in that moment didn't comprehend the idea of failing. Like, and I yeah, still. Because you're I, so stubborn. Yes. And I, and I still feel that way. I still feel that way. Um, I literally just don't even consider failing to be an option when it comes to something that I love as much as what I do. And what, what if everyone is telling, you no? like you're no one's like, how do you keep like, you don't think that there comes to a point not to be like mm. cynical, but yeah. you don't think there comes to it. Like there's, you don't think that you have a breaking point where like your perseverance can run out. No, never S- so much, so much. Yeah. No, never. There, there's, there will never be a breaking point, and, and I'll tell you why. And Where'd you learn this? Because I didn't learn this, and we grew up in the same house. <laughs> well, I think... That's not, that's not yeah. a dig at mom so, so I think... I, I don't... Yeah, no, not to discredit our parents, but... <laughs> I think, um, to me, the idea of not... The, the idea of, of failing to do something that you want to do as badly as I want to do what I want to do, yeah, just doesn't make any sense because I won't settle for anything else. I won't. Like, if this doesn't work... It's going to well, work. Well, well, that's the thing. That, <laughs> see, it, it's well, going to work, the thing. Yeah. Pause. Pause right there. That's the thing. It's, yeah. it's not... That's never going to happen because I'm going to make sure of it. I'm a firm believer that regardless of who you are, regardless of what you come from, regardless of your family, regardless of your friends, regardless of the people around you, if you want something... And you want it bad enough, you will get it, period. You just have to have freaking motivation. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, people will give you excuses. People will say, oh, well, I'm in this situation. I'm in that situation. But at the end of the day, if you want something and you want it bad enough, you will get it regardless of anything else. It's a little tough love for everyone. <laughs> it's extremely tough love. And in and, and my opinion, that's the most, 
that's that's while it's hard to bear, it's important to understand because otherwise you'll never get what you want. Yeah. You you won't you won't and it's just that simple because if you don't if you don't put in the work and you don't decide like <laughs> excuse my language but fuck everything else like it's Okay, this is a f- the, okay. you can take up here. <laughs> <laughs> then like you're not going to get it. And and that's on you. Like yeah. it really is. And Are there it, any mornings like I mean you're human, but like when do you ever wake up often and are just like I'm tired and I don't want to do yeah. anything today. And oh, I all the time. Okay. So all the time. And especially as a kid, especially in high school, especially right when I decided to not go to college, I woke up all the time every morning saying, well, like I'm not really motivated to do anything right now. Yeah. And that still happens. A lot yeah, of days I'll wake human. up, a lot of days I'll wake up and not do anything. And must be nice. Well, yeah, but but there's a voice in my head the whole time telling me, "What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you should be doing something." And and the thing that and when when it comes down to it, the thing that ensures all of that noise is irrelevant is the fact that I know where I want to be, right? Like yeah. I I know what I want to end up. You know your end game, and yeah. and I know like I know what I want, and and what I want is to make movies. Yeah, and. I will never settle for not making movies. So you're going to make a movie one day. <laughs> Period. Yes. I'm going to make a movie. Full stop. Yeah. And then you'll support me. Yeah. Financially. Sure, I guess. Cool. Uh, we'll cool see. vibes. Cool but, vibes. Um, <laughs> but like that's that's the thing. Like I, the way I'm inspired by um, the art forms that I'm interested in, I can't express in words. Let me, let me give you, a, I got a quote actually. This quote All is right, actually from a movie. This is a quote from a movie that, just came out this year. It's called Ford versus Ferrari uh, by an amazing director by the names of by the name of James Mangold. And um, the quote goes: um, Basically, there's this character who is a car designer, um, and he says, "I was 10 years old when Pop said, son, it's truly a lucky man who knows what he will what he wants to do, because that man will never have to work a day in his life. But there's a few, a precious few, and hell." I don't know if they're lucky or not, but there's a few who find something that they have to do, something that obsesses them, that if they can't do it, well, it's going to drive them clean out of their minds. And I'm that guy. And I am that guy because it will literally drive me out of my mind if I don't do what I want to do. And there's no way around it. And so that's why I won't settle for not doing it. Do you feel kind of going on, going off the theme of the name of this podcast and what he said in that quote, do you... Like, I mean, obviously you're working, like you're, you obviously are working, but do you feel like every morning when you wake up and you're doing something that you love and you're doing something you're passionate about and you're going to get to that point where you're making movies, do you, do you feel like you're working? Like, do you feel Mm. like this is your job or is this like your career? Which I think there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to me, Yeah. You'll, you, I guess like it's fair to say if you do something you love, you're never going to work a day in your life. But a hard pill to swallow is the fact that work is work. Period. Yeah, everyone has to work. So everyone, including me, is going to wake up a lot, a lot of mornings and say to themselves, 
yes, I love what I'm doing, but I don't want to work today. And and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like that's 100% fine. I wait, I, so many days have that feeling. I have that feeling where I do not want to edit this video right now. I do not want to go to this shoot right now. Like, and that's okay. Like that's yeah. okay to feel that way because work is work. And there's going to be days where you don't want to work. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Now that does not, discredit the fact that what I'm doing is something that I love. It will always be something that I love and I will always have an inspiration to do it. Yeah. But another thing when it comes to working in a field that is passionate for you is the fact that you need to treat it like you're dating it. Now, okay. what I mean by that is like as a dancer, for example, I spent, let's see, I spent about 10 years straight dating dance. Right, like in a very serious yeah, committed in a very relationship. Serious like committed relationship. You moved in together. You were engaged, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and and so <laughs> maybe that had takes, three kids. We're yeah. not sure. <laughs> so like that takes a toll on you pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, over time, like you're going to feel tired of it, and that happened. And and so at around age 18, 19, I decided to take a break from dance. I decided we're going to break up for a little bit, and <laughs> and we did. For about six to eight months, I decided to not see dance at all. <laughs> you ghosted dance. Yeah, I ghosted <laughs> dance. And and I did. And you know what's funny? Just the past few weeks, I decided to start going on dates with dance again. And I've never had a better relationship with it. Interesting. How and long, how long, what was your, what was your guys' hiatus this past, this past break? What do you mean? Like, you... You said that you started dating dance again recently. Yeah. How long were you not dancing? S about six to eight months. N yeah. Like this. Yes. Like this like past literally, year. Yes. This past oh, year. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Didn't realize and, that. And so I, I basically didn't even think about it. If I ever did it, it was a chore, um, and it wasn't anything that made me happy. But now, I come back to it with a fresh mind, and I've never felt better about it. And that's a good example of the idea of work is work always. Yeah. And and sometimes you're not going to want to work. And sometimes the thing that you're doing at work, maybe while you're passionate about it, there's going to be days where you're not going to be in love with it. And that's totally okay. But it's so important So basically you're saying, fuck the title of my podcast. It doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I didn't get to my next point. <laughs> okay, okay. And my next point is, but regardless of all of that, the most important thing to remember is that if you do keep working at it and you do keep following through, you're going to end up happier than anyone else around you. And, and that's because at the end of the day, as soon as, you know, money isn't an issue, as soon as all your other concerns about whether you're going to make it or not, isn't an issue about the hustle, you're going to end up in a position where you can do what you love without any boundaries. And that is so important. And that's what I strive to achieve. Yeah. And that's what I believe everyone should strive to achieve. And that goes to show if you do something you love, you'll never work you'll and never you know, you'll never you'll never actually work a day in your life. Because the point is everything you're doing is towards your passion. And, yeah. and there's always gonna you're be not, hard you're times. You're not you're not doing yeah. it necessarily you're not doing it for the sole purpose of purpose supporting yourself. Of supporting yourself. Yeah. It, it's for the point of fulfilling yourself. Yeah. And that is very important. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's an important so, distinction. Yeah. So speaking of money, do you think you would have taken the leap of faith and moved into New York City and not gone to college and mm. really just put everything that you had into your passion with no... Because 
at the time you didn't have a very like you didn't have a consistent job that was bringing in money mm. biweekly. So do you think that the fi- do you think that being financially supported by family or friends if need be, do you think that that kind of helped you and do you think you would have made the same decision had that situation been different? Yes. Short answer is yes. You would have made the same decision. Yeah, I will always stand by that. Um, regardless of like, this is a very strong opinion, but I believe regardless <laughs> of, regardless of where you're from, regardless of who you come from, regardless of what you love, um, if you want it bad enough, as I've said before, you will get it. Yeah. And money to me is just an object. Money to me is replaceable. It goes away so quickly and it comes back so quickly. Clarify that though, because you, like you need money to Mm, yeah, no, of you course. need money to literally survive. That's just the way that a capitalist society works, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is completely true. You need money to survive. You need money to eat. You need money to live. Now, getting money can be hard sometimes. It can be very hard sometimes. Especially and when the economy sucks. Yeah, exactly. And and that's very stressful. So stressful. A lot of people go through times where you know they, they can't find jobs regardless of what they do. And that's hard and that's a lot of times unavoidable but the most important thing is those times are extremely valuable learning experiences yeah because going back to what you said before whether you know if i would take that leap of faith without money the reason i say yes is because i know that i'm going to make it work i know that i might be living a horrible lifestyle i might be living in a horrible apartment i might be renting a room in new york city for, I don't know, 400 a, bucks a month living with a bunch of random people. Above a crappy Chinese food. Egg, eggs, like, I might, <laughs> I might be living a horrible life, eating cheap food, dollar pizza every single day. But I know... Also, where's our pizza? Yeah, right? But <laughs> I, I, I know that the reason I'm doing this is is for a reason that, that is, like, invaluable to yeah. me. Um, so that's why, that's why I say that I will, you know... Always stand by the idea of taking a leap of faith regardless of financial situation because financial situation at the end of the day, while impactful, can be avoided. Like it can be. You can also you can also you don't have to necessarily be working. If you if you have a level of passion where you are willing to if if you are so motivated, you're willing to really do anything. You don't need to be working a nine to six job and only having time to do your passion on the weekends, like you can, you can get a, there are so many jobs out there. Like you can waitress, you can do whatever that yeah. allows you to have that time. Like, yeah. And that, that's to my also point. pursue your passion. That's my point when it comes to lifestyle. Like I could be living a lifestyle where I'm working a shitty job, but I know that in my free time, I'm working on something that fulfills me. Yeah. And, and that's okay. If that takes a lot of time to, to make it in that, Thing that fulfills me. Yeah, patience is a virtue. Yeah, as okay. Dad would always say. Exactly. It's okay if it takes a lot of time, and it's okay if it takes a lot of hard work, and it's going to be tiring, and it's going to be really hard. It's probably going to suck too. Yeah, it's going to suck a lot, but it's going to pay off. Yeah, but here, here's a question though: like the career that you've chosen, your passions mm. all involve some like. Oh, sad! <laughs> our pizza just got. It said not accepted. Not accepted. Yeah. Our order on Uber Eats. That's tragic. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, the equipment that you need for photography, like a camera is expensive. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. There's So here's where you have to be a smart worker and not a hard worker. Okay. Right? So I spend a lot of time. Okay, I'm going to take a step back. YouTube University. That's where I went to school, right? <laughs> so I graduated from YouTube University. <laughs> In the spring yeah, of um, <laughs> 2019. And, and that's, <laughs> that's where I learned basically everything I know that I utilize on a daily basis. Um, and like, Can you learn how to do your taxes on YouTube? Easily. You can learn anything on YouTube. That's such yeah, a dumb so question for me to ask because it's obviously yes, but yeah. I should probably do that. Yeah, it's probably, you know, like the one place where... You can literally learn anything as long as you take the time. Um, and so, you know, I learned everything I know on YouTube University. And one of the things I learned was how to be a smart worker and not a hard worker. Uh, and what I mean by that is when it comes to money, there's always a way. There's always a way to like, well, OK, first of all, you should always be thinking about using money to make more money. Right. Yeah. So investments. Yes. So, for example, if I buy a camera, that's an investment. Right. That that holds value. That camera is going to hold value and it's also going to produce income for me okay. if I utilize it. Yeah. Right. So that's an investment. And investments are extremely important because with an investment, you're using money to make more money. Um and Which a lot of enables people, you to continue to do. Yes. And a lot of people miss love. out on that. A lot of people miss out on the idea of using money to make more money. They think if they go buy a $3,000 camera that they just lost $3,000. But no. That's how I see it. To me, <laughs> to me going to buy a $3,000 camera is not me losing $3,000. It's me investing $3,000 into my business, which will then return more money. More money. Yeah. Um, and if you don't think with that mindset, then you're never going to be able to take that financial risk, mm -hmm. right? And so some of you might be saying, okay, well, what if I don't have the money to buy a camera? Mm -hmm. Well, that's why you work a shitty job to make the money to buy the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's what I, I didn't, I mean, I, I've worked jobs before that weren't what I'm, you know, pursuing right now. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, it, it's it's always going to be a trade-off. And, and when it comes to finances, there's always going to be risk and there's always going to be uncertainty. But if you learn to do it a smart way, then then it's always going to pay you know, off for you. Well, not always going to pay off, but it will end up paying off if you play it right. There will be more. There's, there's a higher chance that it it yeah. works out. for yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I mean when I say smart work, not hard work, because smart work is extremely extremely important and sorry i not smart work not hard work but smart work first <laughs> okay uh because like your yeah, brain yeah. is the most powerful Don't tool work you hard. have yeah <laughs> your brain is the most powerful tool you have and so you really need to make sure you utilize that when you're making your decisions um something i learned from a good mentor of mine is the idea of um essentially taking a situation and a decision that you can make in that situation and looking at the first possible outcome, the, the most likely outcome. And then you say, okay, now what about the second outcome? What, what's the other outcome that could come from this? Uh, and then you consider that. And then you even say to yourself, okay, well, if these two outcomes don't happen, what about this third outcome? Mm -hmm. And you, t you make a decision and look at all three of those outcomes and decide that if it's worth the risk. And, and a lot of times you can actually make a decision that only results in a good outcome. Okay. And and you have to break it down, though. And if you don't think about the outcomes, you don't break it down beforehand, then it's going to feel extremely risky. Yeah. But 
For example, let's take a situation, whether I want to buy this $3,000 camera or not, okay? Let's look at the outcomes. One outcome, I don't really get any work from it, and I lose $3,000 because I just spent it on a camera. Second outcome, I get a lot of work from it, and I actually make the $3,000 back. Third outcome, it's kind of like iffy. I don't I don't really make any money from it, but I do make my money back, I guess. Um, and, and so... In my opinion, you might be saying, or in your opinion, you might be saying, okay, so that first outcome is the bad outcome, right? It's the outcome where you don't make money and yeah. you lost three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> the other two are okay because you don't. How are you going to paint? How are you going to paint this? And so I'm, I'm about, I'm about to get to the point. I'm about to get the point. Outcome. This, the other two are good in, in nature because you know you don't lose money. But what you guys didn't think about is the fact that in the first outcome, you're still you still have a three thousand dollar camera on your hands. You can also sell it and make that That's money back. That's my point. That's my All point. Right, cool. <laughs> if it doesn't go well, you just sell your camera, you get your money back, and then you're right back where yeah, you started. Yeah, you're, you're in at zero. And what did you get from that? You learned. All you right. learned. And and a lot of people God, don't... you're con- so wise beyond a lot of your people, years. A lot of people <laughs> don't consider, you know, your lessons to be valuable. A lot of people don't even think that, like... They don't even think about that when they look at a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. But that first outcome, to me, is just as good as the other ones because, one... Yeah, maybe I lost a couple hundred dollars because I didn't get the full price back from the camera. But that couple hundred dollars taught me a lot. Yeah. So that's what I mean by by looking at different outcomes in different situations and kind of deciding what's what's the best decision to make. Now, there's going to be times where your decision will result in a bad outcome. Now, you have to take the risk and you have to say, should I do it or should I not? And a lot of times I'll say no. But it's because I was being smart about the decision. Yeah. But then a lot of times I'll say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like it's very situational, but that's that's just something I learned from a good mentor of mine that I kind of stick by whenever I um whenever I make any decision at all. So, yeah. Yeah. If there was one piece of advice that you think is the most valuable for someone who is looking to take a leap of faith and pursue not necessarily just a creative career, but kind of jump into their passion and incorporate mm. their passion into their into their job, into their career, what do you what do you think the the number one thing to really consider and think about and remember? Yeah. So this is actually a quote from Dad. Our okay. Dad. Um, now, you just asked a question and you and you talked about a lot of things about they're pursuing their career, blah blah blah, talking about creative things, talking about their passion. Mm-hmm. Forget about all that. Forget about all that. Okay. It comes down to a simple, simple value to me, and it's all about learning. It's all about learning and. Everything is a learning experience. And the quote that dad says to us is keep your eyes and ears open and your, and mouth, your mouth closed. Shut. <laughs> and, and so that has been probably the most valuable piece of advice I've ever learned in my whole entire life. And I'll tell you why. It's because I spend so much time just keeping my keeping my eyes and ears open. Absorb. L- looking absorb. looking at everything that goes on around me and, and thinking about it and analyzing it and not saying something, you know, when just I have to the urge it. to just to just to hear it, your own voice exactly yeah. and and that has helped me succeed and that should help mm-hmm. everyone succeed because you know regardless of of what you're pursuing regardless of how passionate you are about it if you understand the importance of learning then you will n- innately become in a situation where you'll be able to you know learn a lot yeah. and, and not have to hold yourself back with your own unexperienced inexperienced words. Yeah. As, <laughs> um, as, <laughs> yeah. And so, 
and, and to me, that's like one piece of advice that I sh- I will always stick by. And I know it's very vague, but no, I I think that's yeah. I mean, we've been told that from a very young age, and I think that it it is a really important exactly, piece yeah. of advice. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, to wrap it up, do you have any current Instagram profiles mm. that you are currently really digging, really into? Mm. Let me think about this for a second. Let me think about this for a second. E- uh, oh, my God. This is hard. So, I mean. Who's, whose stories are you always so excited to pop up? Okay. Oh, my God. Besides the girl that oh you God. like. <laughs> <laughs> um. To me, I mean, I guess to me specifically, since I have like a very firm interest in filmmaking, um, a lot of the things that I take inspiration from are filmmakers. Uh, I guess like a good, a good example of a, you know, good filmmaker that I that I always am excited to see post by is um, this guy named Todd Martin. He's just a director of photography, cinematographer that works a lot in the, um, in the film industry. And, and to me, his work has just been very, very, very inspiring to me. Um, and, and I guess like, you know, if you're into filmmaking, check him out. But, (laughs) um, if you, you if you aren't, if you aren't, I still think you should have an open mind about looking at different kinds of artists and kind of analyzing why they do something. Um, and, and to me, this guy, Todd Martin, I look at all this stuff and it's very natural for me to analyze it and say, wow, like he did that because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this was the meaning behind it. And, and that means a lot to me because it teaches me how to be more open-minded as an artist and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Who would you say your favorite director is? My favorite director. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Um, see, actually like, no. Oh. But okay. but but like you're he's my second favorite. Okay. Okay. Quentin Tarantino, I could go into extreme depth about why I love him so much. Um but we don't my, have all day. But so. we don't have all day. So my <laughs> my favorite director is Christopher Nolan. Um and yeah, like there's a lot of other people that are just for, as good for at people directing like me who are like not s- smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. what, what are some movies? That so, so fa- movies that sorry. So movies that Go Christopher on. Nolan has, um, has made us inception, um, okay. interstellar, okay. Yeah, 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 et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of his plots actually revolve around very, um, complex, complex situations, but the underlying meaning to them is so simple. Uh, and, and if you really watch his movies and really analyze them and dive deep, you'll understand the underlying meaning. And they're so simple, but so impactful. Um, and that's why he's my favorite director is because he manages to turn such a complex situation into something so completely yeah. simple. Yeah. And, and I definitely recommend you watch his movies. And I definitely recommend that you watch his movies more than once or else you won't actually understand. Yeah, I need to see Inception again. I've only seen it once. Yeah, so... That's my favorite movie. director. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Do you want to plug some of your stuff before um, we go? Um yeah, check me out on Instagram at Aiden Gibney, A I D A N G I B N E Y. Um yeah, I I mean are I you guess, doing I any, guess are that's you, it. Are you doing anything <laughs> cool and like up, any upcoming events or yeah, anything? Um got some cool stuff coming up, I guess. I mean So stay tuned. Like <laughs> I, I if you're in the New York City area, definitely keep an eye out on my um social media. Uh, there's a lot of really cool, inclusive, artistic events and things 
that I'm uh, indulging in. So we'd love to have you a part of it. Um, but yeah. Cool. Good vibes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. This is Never Work Alrighty. a Day podcast with Kelly Gibney and my guest today, Aiden Gibney. Yes. Goodbye. Peace out. Bye.